0: We have got to make sure that if someone wants to email me five times a day like that's fine that's their right that's what they deserve to do
1: when starting your first practice set aside more time than you think you need and identify who your support network is early on
0: so i'm really lucky to have that when i feel like i'm hitting my breaking point there's people who are just willing to help me because they care
1: In 2021, women made up of over half of all summer associates for the fourth year in a row. Yet, equity partners in multi-tier law firms continue to be disproportionately white men. Only 22% of equity partners are women. We would like to see that change. Hello, and welcome to Law Her, the show where we celebrate the trailblazing attorneys and entrepreneurs who are changing the game for women in the legal field. Be inspired by their stories, learn from their mistakes, build community, and look forward to the future they're helping build for the next generation of women in law. I am Sonia Palmer, your host and VP of Operations at Rankings, the SEO agency of choice for personal injury lawyers. This is Lahar. The firm, Sparks Law, opened its doors in April of 2022. Today, we dive into what it's like to open a practice from a woman who is living the experience. Samantha Sparks is managing partner at the Missouri-based firm and wears two, of many, hats. The personal injury cases and consumer protection attorney also manages the firm. We recently had Paige Sparks, Samantha's co founder and sister in law, on the podcast. You can check out a link to that episode in the show notes. Today, we discuss how to wade through the uncertainty when starting a firm, jumping in with both feet, and the strength in asking for help. Let's dive in.
0: When I was in high school, I was really lucky to go to a school that went out of its way to let us explore. So I went and I shouted a family lawyer. So, in my mind, of course, it was like a 16 year old was like, I'm going to be a family lawyer, obviously, because this one lady is so nice. <laughs> so, when it came time to go to college, I decided to go with a journalism degree to help with the writing aspect. And then Ended up accidentally taking enough credits to get a political science degree, so I took it kind of as fate, and was like, "All right, those are the perfect two combinations." So when I went into law school, I really didn't have much of an idea of what a lawyer actually does. I was kind of flying by the seat of my pants, and you know, I watched a lot of The Good Wife, so thought I could be like Alicia Florrick, maybe. So once I got there, it was definitely a bit of a culture shock. I was used to kind of being someone who could pass classes easily without studying or trying too hard and just had to show up. And then I got to a place where everyone was like that. So I was like, well, I had to teach myself how to study and do the stuff. But the more I learned, the more I liked it. And then went out my first semester and got an internship in family law. And then quickly found out that I do not enjoy family law at all. (laughs) So I went back to the drawing board and then just kind of was taking in everything I could. And then after that, just went at the bar and then just became a lawyer. I never really thought of any other career path. It was kind of just this idea that I had in my head and nothing else seemed better ever. So, And you practice PI now. Yes, yes. So I do mostly personal injury and then I do a lot of consumer protection too. So it's a lot better for me than family law.
1: (laughs) Mm, A lot of divorces, I imagine. (laughs)
0: Yes, that's just so sad. I can't, I don't have the emotional capacity for it. Yeah,
1: it's a lot. And you got your degree at St. Louis University School of Law. Yes, I did. What advice would you give to current law students? I think
0: the biggest thing for me was to use the resources you're given. I, in my brain, kind of had muddled it around that if you ask for help, it's a weakness or Want to constantly be proving yourself that you can do it all by yourself. And my first semester of law school, I didn't go to office hours and didn't talk to any teachers, and it was really hard. And I would sit at home to midnight trying to grasp a concept when somebody could have explained it to me in five minutes. So eventually, I learned that they want to help. They don't think you're dumb. No, your questions aren't actually stupid, and someone else is probably having the same issue. So that for me was a very big change. Also, just Kind of realizing that law is not the glamorous thing all the time, but it's really just a lot of email sending and talking to people who've had bad things happen to them. And you really got to prepare yourself, otherwise, it swallows
1: you up. I hear that just how much reading and writing it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) Your eyes got big. I was
0: like, you've (laughs) nailed it, Uh, which I love because math and science, I was never interested. So it worked out well for me. I think patent law I probably would have hated, but it's basically you're just reading, writing, and then possibly like crying. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <That> sounds- <laughs> Those are the three fundamentals. <laughs> yes, of law. <laughs> uh, is there a lesson or experience that stands out to you as the most valuable?
0: What I really hold on to is I was
1: able to take a class that was
0: a combination of evidence and trial advocacy. And the way that it was set up, you got that in-person practice. Basically, you learned it on a Friday. You got to go practice it on a Tuesday. And the big lesson I took out of that was law school is teaching me how to think, but it's not teaching me how to be a lawyer. And after I was able to grasp that concept, it got a lot easier for me because I wasn't so focused on being able to memorize a trust and estate term that probably wasn't going to help me out ever, but I still do that going into things now. If I want to learn something I haven't learned, I find someone who's done it before and I get their practical experience. And then I try it on my own and I have them look at it for me. So it's just actually doing, at least for me, I learned that that was required to get better instead of just hitting the books and
1: memorizing. Starting Spark Law, I very recently got to interview Paige (laughs) And you are partners and co-founders of the firm. Can you tell us how that happened? So Paige was in my section
0: in law school, which is just the classes that you, every one in your section has the same class as your first year. So you can help each other. And we became really good friends and then eventually became sisters-in-law. And we both were hitting a point at our respective firms. We had started right after graduation at two different firms. And we both realized that we were slowly becoming more and more like living for the weekend, I guess, is the only way not to use such a like dramatic term. But when we started, we were so happy and, you know, the work, even though it's hard work, you would come home and you'd still feel energized or excited about what you did. And we both had slipped into this pattern of, oh, I just got to make it to Friday. and If you do that every week, like you're just not happy anymore. And it wasn't, you know, anything terrible that had happened, but slowly, but surely you just realize that it's not what you need. And so she was the braver one. She texted me one day and said, I did it. I quit my job. And I was like, oh, that's not, that's not great. <laughs> Don't put this on <laughs> me. But she was really sweet. And she said, I want to go out on my own. I know you probably haven't thought about it, but if you decide tomorrow or you decide in a year, whenever you decide to do it, the doors open, you know, you'd be the part a partner, And kind of having that pressure taken off was what made me actually think about it. And then I think five days later, I told my husband, I was like, sorry, but I'm going to take a risk and I'm very risk adverse. So, oops, (laughs) you should have five days. Yes. It got to a point where something had to change. I think a lot of times people don't make changes because it could be worse or you get slowly so used to the grind and what's going on. So it was kind of just the wake up call I needed that there was an option to have something that could make me happier or give me less stress or a better kind of stress, I guess I should say. So I said, we're doing it. And then we spent every night for the next two weeks, just getting everything in place so we could start the day we were both officially
1: done. I love that. Paige kind of alluded to jump first, figure it out later. And that you just wanted to figure it out a little bit first before jumping.
0: <laughs> She's the one. I would never do anything if I didn't have someone pushing me. So she was definitely kind of the impetus of the whole thing. But I think it helps that I'm much more anxious of a personality. So it's like, here's a hundred things I thought of that we need to do. And so the marriage works very well, luckily. Yeah.
1: There's a good balance. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with EOS or traction? Mm -mm. It's a framework for businesses to kind of work within. There's like a visionary integrator aspect where it's kind of like what you're already describing where there's kind of a yin and a yang, a counterbalance. So I feel like you guys kind of already have it in place, but it's a very good framework and has helped my our agency ranking significantly.
0: Oh yeah, anything I can get my hands on to read. At this
1: point. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a copy for sure. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Thank you. Yes, and then Sparklaw is very recently founded and I was, because of that, I was excited to talk to you about sort of the nitty gritty. And what are some of the lessons you learned And setting up your own firm. The biggest lesson is that it takes a lot more
0: time than you think it will. I had gotten so used to the lawyering, quote unquote, that I was doing in my day-to-day life where I thought, okay, like I'll just get a phone plan and do this and that. And it'll like, you know, spend the first week kind of pinning things down. And then I think after my third day of just spending the whole day fighting with Microsoft and GoDaddy and whoever else, I was like, oh, no, like admin is its own job. I'm taking on two jobs now. I'm an office manager and I'm an attorney. And I wish I had maybe been a little bit more prepared for it. But at the end of the day, it's so far so good. Page taken over when I am like, I can do nothing but work. Also, I think going at it with someone else is so much easier and so much better just to have somebody who understands exactly what you're dealing with is so validating. And it lets you vent when you need to vent, encourages you when you need to stay on that extra hour to get something done. I don't think I could have done it if I was just completely solo setting at my own shingle.
1: That was literally my next question, which is where do you turn to for help? Paige is always my first
0: if I need help on something. And then for the emotional support, we're both really lucky that we have those systems already in place. So there's really no extra steps that had to be taken. But we're also really lucky that St. Louis is kind of, it almost feels like a high school for everyone who's a lawyer, where you might not know someone personally, but you know they're a lawyer, so you got their back. So it's been really nice to be able to reach out to just other lawyers in the community. Everyone is so encouraging has offered so much help. I've had people send me, you know, their original operating agreements or you know, the phones that they've been using, just everything that they have to help because, you know, most of us at least the people I have encountered it's that saying of like rising tides raise all boats or whatever. Um but I we're very lucky that and the people who the firms that we left are still you know there's no animosity or anything so if there's something i remember that was helpful to me that's there i can just shoot them an email and
1: say hey do you have that research i had and they're always happy to send it right over rankings is based in st louis and there are a ton of fantastic lawyers you have a good network yes
0: we're i'm really lucky because that's something else i didn't know that it really matters that you go to school basically where you practice and i just happened to want to be in st louis and so i mean If the person you ask doesn't know, they're going to send you 10 people that might know who are going to be happy to talk to you. And it's
1: very comforting. Yes. So if your budget was unlimited, where would you spend your resources? I think a paralegal.
0: That's what I miss most. I had the best paralegal in the world that I had to leave, but it still breaks my heart. And I think the other thing is marketing. It's Very hard, especially in the personal injury area. Everyone does it. Every attorney loves it. Well, plaintiff's attorney generally. So even if somebody doesn't always do that area of law, if somebody calls with a PI claim, half the time they're going to take it anyway and see what they can do. So trying to differentiate yourself in that market is very difficult, whereas with employment and consumer protection, it's not as common. So if you make one Facebook post that you do it, pretty much anyone who sees that is going to tell the person that they know and they know. And it's a lot easier to get word of mouth where PI, I think, is what everyone wants to get. It's kind of the golden child, at least in my mind, or maybe I'm just obsessed with it.
1: Well, we do marketing just for personal injury lawyers, and it is one of the most competitive, not the the most, for marketing. So... Building a firm and scaling it requires solid systems and processes. As managing partner, I love to like nerd out on systems and processes. So what tools have you found to be invaluable?
0: Sadly enough, Excel, it's like such a boring oldie, but goodie. I'm sure my partner Paige wants to yell at me sometimes because I have an Excel spreadsheet for everything and it is up to date by the minute if I put a check in the bank. I'm like, I have to put it in my Excel sheet. She's like, why can't you just put it in QuickBooks where it goes? I'm like, well, that too. But I also have to use the Excel sheet. Um, So that has been number one, uh, QuickBooks, because like I said earlier, math is not my favorite of the things. So that's very helpful to just spit it in. My accountant has access to it, which I guess isn't a program, but that's probably the other big tool to make sure we're not violating any tax codes or anything like that. And then other than that, we do use like the SharePoint a lot because we're bouncing off of each other so much that it's really helpful to be able to edit at the same time. That's basically like Google Drive, but just goes better, integrates with the emails, which like I said, attorneys are on 24
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> seven. You knew it was going to be difficult. Was there anything you didn't plan for?
0: I think, and this sounds a little bit weird, but there's a little, it was a little bit of loneliness, um, switching to more. We try to work from home. So obviously I have Paige on speed dial all the time, but I had gotten used to having people that didn't know every single thing about me throughout the day that you just go say hi to, and you have like chats and you hear things and those things that you don't think you actually care about. And then When I was sitting at home, Paige was in a meeting, I was like, I wish I could go into someone's office and (laughs) harass them. So that was something I didn't think that I would have, especially as like I said, we do have really nice support systems. The other thing is just the dealing with the non-lawyer things that I've had to deal with. I didn't think it would be so hard to get customer service help at different places. And you think you're going to be able to just exclusively use your nice voice and not have to turn on your lawyer voice. But by the sixth or seventh time, I was like, I'm going to have to be a Karen and I don't want to be that person. So I really didn't like that. There have been times where I have to be very assertive in ways I don't like being. And that's something that really stressed me out in the first couple of weeks. But hopefully we're done with that hurdle for at least a while or someone else will handle it. (laughs)
1: for me. Yes. I think what you said about the loneliness is true lawyers and law firms, but of Most people who are like work from home, (laughs) like, yes. And then there is that element because it is very different when you have to like call someone or message them and kind of like interrupt them versus what you just said, like go into their office and say, hi.
0: Yeah. And it's a lot, it feels so much more purposeful to call someone and then you don't have anything important to say. So I'll call my sister or someone and just be like, Hi. We were like, I have a life, like, please stop this harassing. Like, And because when I worked from home during COVID and all of that, I, like I said, I had my one paralegal who I knew what she was doing 24 seven. So I would just wait through the window and be like virtual door knock. Uh, so I kind of had someone whose job was to be accessible to me all of the time and not having that. I miss it. I think I just miss her probably, but I miss it more than I thought I would.
1: Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good insight. I think it's it's good to note stuff like that. And then the sort of the hurdles you were talking about. Also, you're not alone. You know, you're a lawyer. You go through law school. You graduate. That's such a massive feat. It requires a lot of intelligence and hard work. And now you have to be an accountant and you have to learn marketing. And like you said, office management and then HR, in addition to being a lawyer, (laughs) there are a ton of people that are like, their goal is to help people like you and Paige. So you're, you are not alone. If you feel like you are, there's a ton of resources and available and stuff available to you guys now. So, yeah. Uh, And I know your firm is new, but have you thought about core values and what they
0: might be? We haven't put them down on, you know, the big poster in the break room or anything like that, but both of us have always been very focused on treating your clients like people. It can be so easy and you know it's happened to me in the past too where you kind of forget that okay somebody actually broke their leg. It's not just a file that I'm getting records on or collecting. So we really go out of our way to make sure that our clients feel heard and that we understand what matters to them. Some one of our clients for instance loved gardening and she can't do that anymore. And I was like, okay, like check that's, you know, something. And then I was talking to her more and found out that she has this huge garden that's not able to plant this year. And it's just taking the time to get to know people as people instead of as, you know, dollar signs to put it kind of crassly uh, is what we both sat down before we started and said, we have got to make sure that if someone wants to email me five times a day, like that's fine. That's their right. That's what they deserve to do um, and to not get the ego of leave me alone and let me do it so that's big it's our big number one
1: marketing can be one of the most challenging aspects of running a new firm samantha breaks down their budding marketing efforts
0: i have started tiktok maybe two months ago so i'm still Still a newbie, but the way Paige has grown her following is by being honest and by giving people information. I think a lot of times we see gatekeeping in either the blogs or, you know, I kind of think of TikTok as almost a legal blog, but they give you the teaser and then say, call our firm if you want more. And being able to participate in truly honest marketing that if you're able to help yourself, go for it. But If you think you need help, we're here to bounce ideas off of, and we're here to take over if you need it. We've been on Google for two months, but the goal in three years would be better SEO uh, and more community outreach would probably be the top.
1: Give a big picture of where you see the firm in three years.
0: It depends a little bit on how things play out, either though an office manager who could do the stuff that I absolutely hate. (laughs) Or I think, you know, getting a paralegal would be my dream. Obviously, I can't stop bringing up paralegals. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the next steps would be to start with more of the support staff before we expand it out into hiring other attorneys. Um, Just because we are both very type A and we have our processes and the way that we're split up now, it's nice because I trust her implicitly on employment law. She trusts me implicitly on personal injury and consumer protection. So I think it would be kind of hard at first to trust someone else to put their own spin on things where the support staff, I think, would be really helpful in presenting me with what I'm about to send my own way. <laughs>
1: uh huh. You're talking about a support staff. You kind of just talked about how you feel like you need to be available for your clients. How are you striking a balance between running a law firm and then being a human? What does downtime look like for you? Do you have any? Uh, Not so much.
0: Uh, (laughs) I've tried very hard to every day, just taking 30 minutes and walking my dogs. It's just, if I do that every day, I feel a lot less likely to freak out and be stressed. And I think the more I can keep my stress, the good stress that's motivating me and keeping me wanting to do things compared to the bad stress um, where I just want to hide in a ball. Is good. And then a lot of times, and I don't know if this sounds terrible, but there's a lot of emails you can kind of answer when you're watching TV at night. So the nine to five is for the important things that are using brain power and that I'm having to go crazy on. And then I still feel like I'm relaxing if I'm watching something on Netflix, but I'm scheduling things for the next day. I'm just getting myself leveled up. And then luckily, I've had a lot of family that I can kind of shop out things to my poor brother-in-law. I asked him to find me an accountant because I know no one. And so he, the next day sent me his three top options (laughs) and I was like, all right, check, you know? So I'm really lucky to have that. When I feel like I'm hitting my breaking point, there's people who are just willing to help me because they care instead of me needing to go find someone to pay hourly for those weird little things.
1: Learning how to manage your energy like you just said, where like, I'm a morning person. I'm most effective from seven and 11. If I don't like hammer out complicated tests and it's, it's hard for me to do it. But then the other stuff, like you said, replying to the emails, that's way easier to do even while you're kind of like coming down. If you weren't a lawyer, what would you be doing?
0: It sounds funny because Paige is actually the one who handles our marketing now, but I did a lot of strategic communications when I was in the J school at Mizzou so I do think I would really love to be, you know, I always had kind of the ad exec role was the one that I gravitated towards or copywriting, those types of things. Pretty much anything that left me still doing a lot of writing and interacting with people are definitely the two things that I need. Otherwise I get bored and <laughs> just love to take a nap.
1: Yeah. For marketing, that will come in handy for you. I'm supposed to ask you how you met your husband.
0: Oh my gosh. Did Paige tell you
1: that? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) This story is more because she likes to brag. And it just sounds less braggy coming from me. So like I said, Paige and I were in the same section in law school. So we had all of our classes together, ate lunch together. And we have Barrister's Ball, which I think most law schools have. But it's just like a law school prom, basically. And I happened to be single at the time and was telling her I was just going to make one of my guy friends come in to be my date. And she stopped me and got way too excited and said her brother had just gotten back from the army and he needed to go out and have some fun so that I should let him be my date. And I was like, okay, like you tugged on my heartstrings. It was like, I will do my duty to this country and take this army boy to the dance. <laughs> so <laughs> We had like a pre-meet and greet, which I think both of us felt just so awkward at because we knew the purpose and neither one of us wanted to see if there was a vibe. But then we had so much fun at Barrister's and she actually convinced him to steal my earrings. So the next day he had an excuse to reach out to me and then he would have to meet up with me to give them back. Sneaky. Yeah, she helped him kind of whittle his way in there.
1: And then we ended up married. Little Cupid. Very, very cute. I love it.
0: Yeah, she reminded everyone I think possible at our wedding that we were all there because of her. (laughs) She's like, it has nothing to do with you two. This is me.
1: (laughs) I love it. Do you guys intend... You've had a ton of success on TikTok. Do you intend to sort of try to extend that onto Instagram? YouTube, LinkedIn even. Think the
0: next step for us would be YouTube. I think there's most natural of a progression there because we both kind of have used our Instagrams a lot more personally. So, people who follow probably don't want to see a million pictures of my dogs. They're following me for legal, but YouTube, I think it'd be really fun. We've always wanted to do like on 90 day fiance, they'll have pillow talk where they have people watch better call Saul or the Amber Heard trial, those types of things. So I think that would kind of be our next venture longer type video. Yeah. And that's a really good idea. I think we might be the only ones who think we're funny though. So <laughs> people would just be watching it. Like what is wrong
1: with them? No, you'd be surprised, especially for how well the two of you must know each other.
0: Yes way too well. (laughs) What are you reading? Right now, I am actually, oh gosh, I should have waited another week to start it. I'm rereading Pride and Prejudice. I read it every summer because it is my just all-time favorite book and I'm so scared I'm going to forget a detail. So that's the one that's currently, I'm like, stayed up till too late last night rereading a book that I know is going to happen,
1: but. That's a great summer book. I like to read Anne of Green Gables in the fall.
0: Yes, that is actually, that's a perfect timing for that book. Oh, I haven't read that in a while. Yeah. I'm going to have to put that on my calendar for like September
1: 1st. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? I mean, Pride and Prejudice is pretty like hefty. so.
0: <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what my last, I do like kind of in more of the like young adult um, stuff that maybe is a little bit embarrassing to be reading. Um, there's this book, it's called A Court of Thorn and Roses. And it is ridiculous and so dramatic and unreal. I mean, it's a fantasy of more. So I was like, it's unrealistic, obviously. But that one, it got me. And I felt like I couldn't read it in public because I think it's made for 17-year-olds. But I was all the way (laughs) through that. And then there's always the boring. I'm trying to read more like books on business and leadership and all of that. So the next one slated called Leaders Eat Last.
1: Yeah, Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. So I've everywhere. So that's once I reread Pride and Prejudice for the 10 millionth time, that one's next on the agenda. I got to stagger it. One nonfiction, one fiction.
1: The path you begin walking might not lead you to the destination you expected. Along the way, take calculated risks and try new things. You never know what might spark your passion. A huge thank you to Samantha Sparks for sharing her story and unbelievable insights with us today. You have been listening to Laher with me, Sonia Palmer. If you found this content insightful, inspiring, or it just made you smile, please share this episode with a trailblazer in your life. For more about Samantha, check out our show notes. And while you're there, please leave us a review or a five-star rating. It really goes a long way for others to discover the show. And I will see you next week on Lahar, where we'll shed light on how another of the brightest and boldest women in the legal industry climbed to the top of her field.